Hello and welcome to the Daily MTG Podcast. I'm your host, Trick Jarrett, and this week I'm doing something a little different. I'm coming to you all from Montreal, Quebec, Canada for Pro Tour Gate Crash. Unfortunately, my two co-hosts, Tifa Mayan and Mike Robles, aren't here with me, so I'm running solo. Since this is the first episode where I'm having to do this on my own, I wanted to try something a little different. It's actually something which was suggested when I announced this podcast, and that is a format similar to the popular NPR radio show and podcast, This American Life. Their shows run a line between spoken essay and interview, weaving a narrative from both. It's a wonderful format and one I've wanted to do for a while, and this is the perfect opportunity. In this episode, you'll hear from a number of voices, people from around the world, players, judges, coverage reporters, all of them who love magic and love Pro Tour events. Pro Tour Gate Crash will surely be a memorable one. As I record this, we are still a few hours away from the top eight, a top eight which holds interesting futures and its balances. Ben Stark has, for the past few years, been a Hall of Fame hopeful, but his record never quite has swayed the voters. Will this top eight be the last piece to get him there? Owen Turtlewald was the 2011 Player of the Year despite never having made a Pro Tour Top 8. Here in Montreal, he earns his first. Jerry Thompson is a well-known pro, known for his writing and his deck tuning. Despite a number of Pro Tour appearances, he had never managed to make it to Sunday either, until today. Melissa DeTour is definitely one of the stories to come out of this Pro Tour, as she becomes the first woman to make Pro Tour Top 8. Tom Martell and Eric Froelich both are also joining the Top 8 as well-known pros, having fought their way through hundreds of players to join the Sunday stage. Rounding out the Top 8 are two lesser-known names. The Swede, Joel Larson, representing all of Europe as the sole European player in the Top 8, and Stephen Mann, a Floridian, who, despite a few Pro Tour appearances, has yet to make a Top 8. They have both been to the Pro Tours before, but this is the first Pro Tour Top 8 for both of them. Uh, I'm Rich Hagen, and I'll put this in air quotes, voice of the Pro Tour, which basically means I'm the commentator uh, on Sundays. I get to call home the winners, which is pretty awesome and a great honor. What do you think of uh, Melissa making the top eight? Fantastic. I've known her quite a while, um, and because she was very much, it's kind of a happy accident. Over the last couple of years, I've been traveling a lot, and when you go to Japan, and you go to these far-flung places that you don't know a lot of people, when you see a familiar face, you latch onto each other. You go have dinner, you hang out. Um, and of course, she was the living embodiment of play the game, see the world, uh, when she was sort of crashing for all those planeswalker points, which she ultimately didn't need because she finished top four at GP San Diego in 2011 to secure her uh, Pro Tour slot. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we, we've sort of become pretty good friends. Um, and uh, I get on very well with James, her other half. Uh, so on a personal level, I'm thrilled. Obviously for Magic, I'm thrilled as well. You know, we love history, whether it's the first Puerto Rican, the 15-year-old kid in the, in his first top eight, the Pro Tour debutante in the top eight, a lady in the top eight, all wonderful for Magic. Uh, how does Pro Tour Gate Crash's top eight compare to other Pro Tour top eights? And- Okay, I'm going to be, I'm not quite sure what the word is. It's not racist, it's not xenophobic precisely. I think that there are seven Americans is both wonderful and a little disappointing. Uh, I've just actually been looking up um, sort of the performances of the rest of the world, where the top Europeans came, where the rest of the world came. There is one Japanese player, and it's not someone you know, it's Mr. Sasai, uh, and he was 38th. He was the top Japanese finisher. And I think there's something incredibly great for Magic when you see... Num- I'll pick names from the air. Watanabe, Nakamura, Saito, Mahara, 
up at the top of the standings in that mix because it almost looks like it could be a North American GP. Right. Except for the level of talent because, my God, this top eight's amazing. I think that, in a way, the quirkiest thing about it is just how many people are in their first Pro Tour top eight because you just naturally assume that Owen Turtonwell... Obviously, he's got Pro Tour top eight. He hasn't. Joel Larson, he's a killer European pro. Must this can't be his first time? It is. Melissa, of course, first time. Jerry Thompson, first time. And then you go, wow, okay. So the two with Ben Stark and Eric Froelich. I wonder how much their experience will count. And I think the answer is not very much because these are not your average first time deer in the headlights, I've not been under the spotlight, all my friends will watch all my plays, everyone in this top 8 is like going, yep thank you very much, right where I belong, uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. Toby Elliott, I'm the head judge for Pro Tour Gate Crash um, I'm obviously the story of the top 8 um, is wonderful we've got an incredible top 8 coming up here today, um, Melissa making it is obviously going to be the headline story, but we can't overlook the fact that a whole lot of people who have historically either just fallen short or been sort of one of the players who we sort of expect to do really, really well have shown up. This top eight is stacked between Stark and Martell and Turtenwald and Froelich and Jerry Thompson. I mean, there's the names just go on and on and on. Right. Um, Joe Larson. I'm from Sweden, Stockholm. Yeah, it's my first Prince of Top Eight. Yeah. How's that feel? Great, you know. <laughs> I haven't been trying to do this for a long time and, you know, I had some success in Grand Prix Top 8, but not Top Rose Top 8, so... Uh, ben Stark, I'm from Florida. Um, they're all special because there aren't that many Pro Tour Top 8s. It's my fourth. I mean, only I guess only Finkel's not really special to anymore. He's like 15. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm happy to be in the Top 8. It's been two years since my last one. Uh, hi, I'm Tim Willoughby, and I'm here at the Pro Tour as one of the video coverage team. I guess the main story for me for this Pro Tour is it kind of felt like the time that lots of good players that we we've known for a long time are really good finally graduate to sort of the highest level of play making top eights Owen Turtonwald never had a top eight before achieved it this pro tour Jerry Thompson never had a top eight before achieved it this pro tour and then Tom Martel he missed out in Paris finally wins it here in Montreal my name is Tom Martel and I won the tournament what match or what memory sticks out the most to you from this tournament Right now, there's a couple that really stand out. Ripping that uh, the Cavern of Souls in the last game of the finals to turn on my hand of Triple Aristocrat. I was like, it's going to be really hard for me to lose this game now uh, because I'm just going to get so far ahead so quickly. Um, that was amazing. Um, ripping, you know, or, or Efro's attack where he plays Aurelia and attacks, and I realize that I've won yeah. because he only has Gyro Sage up, which only makes green, and his only instants are red and white, so he just can't kill me. And I, I do the math and realize, like, you know, because I can kill his Reckoner, I'm, I'm going to win. Um, that was really awesome. You know, those two really stand out, and it just, yeah, those are, those are two big ones. What do you think of the news about the fourth Pro Tour coming back? The fourth Pro Tour is the, the incredible news. I'm so excited, both because I just locked platinum <laughs> for it, which is really, you know, kind of convenient, uh, but also just, you know, more chances to play Magic. It makes it, it, this year felt a little bit like a grind with all the GPs, and there just wasn't enough kind of big, exciting events, so one more Pro Tour really spices that up a lot. 
Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think that uh, people are, it's funny that people are so excited because we had a fourth pro tour a year and a half ago and they're just giving it back. But I think it's great. I think it's great specifically because um, Wizards obviously has been doing well and uh, Magic's been selling well. So it's nice that they like reward the players. You know, that if they had to make cutbacks before and but kept the pro tour alive, they did what they had to do. And now that there's growth and they can afford it, they're giving us back the fourth pro tour. Right. Oh, it's super exciting, of course. I mean, it means another exotic city, some more great magic coverage, and another opportunity for people to make it big. Great, of course. I, I hope it's going to be in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> that's my thought. <laughs> I think that the fourth for Pro Tour is just the most fantastic news ever. For, like, for us on coverage, it's great. We love watching more magic. I'm sure the players love playing more magic, and everyone at home does too. It's, it's just good news for everyone that loves magic. What do you think of Gatecrash Standard? Gatecrash Standard's awesome. I, it feels like the addition of just like a few extra um, kinks into the format means that it's it feels very fresh and very interesting. There's a lot of good decks. It's pretty good. I've got to be honest. Like uh, I've been a little critical of some of the card design because it's really made Seal Deck a really bad format, and that's my all-time favorite. Everyone knows me for Booster Draft nowadays, but like back in the day, I, I liked Seal more than I liked Booster Draft. Now, anyways, Gatecrash Standard, though, is really good. It's kind of like they've made, uh, by making all these cards so good and so the same power level, they've made Constructed really, really good, Standard really, really good. I've right. really been enjoying Standard for the past couple of years. Ever since, like, John rotated out, well, I guess Cobblade, ever since Cobblade rotated out, I've been playing, like, um, you know, Valakit decks, or, you know, the uh, not the ones with actual Valakit, the Primeval Kessig Wolfrun decks, and then Blue-Black Control with Drown Yards, and Blue-White Control, and just, like, all these fun decks, you know? And every Type 2 tournament, you see all this diversity, you know, even if the archetypes look similar, because you have to, Type 2 only has so many cards, you have to play some of the good cards, right. you see all these other choices, you know what I mean? Like, when you play against a Jun deck, you don't know if he's got two Olivia or three, you don't know if he's got two Garrett's or none, you don't know if he's playing four Lilianas or zero or two. All these cards are clearly a good power level if people are choosing whether to run two, three, or four when they can easily cast them. You didn't used to see that. When the when the card was good, people were just playing three and four of it, depending on its casting cost, because it was good. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, one of the few good cards, you know? I like that now, like, for example, I think Restoration Angel is one of the best cards in my deck, and I'm only playing three, you know? But it's it's all choices, all, all the time. Um, I think it's I think it's good, you know? Uh, it's, uh, at this Pro Tour... I think that the metagame started at a very aggressive one and then shifted rapidly throughout testing. So it's, you know, it can be very similar to the last format without gate crash uh, because it was like mid-range and controlish. But I think it's fun, you know, you have some new angles for sure and, you know, you can get there aggressively as well. So. I think it's it's a good format. I mean, I definitely enjoyed it playing it this weekend. There are a lot of decks, a lot of archetypes being represented, and a lot of interesting matches. That said, I, I'm I'm concerned that it might be a little too fast. Uh, and there's a lot of variants now because of the Burning Tree Emissary or Burning Tree Shaman, no, Burning Tree Emissary. emissary. Yeah, the, the the hybrid guy because you know it's, it's sort of like card. If you have two or three in your opening hand, your hand's insane, and if you draw him on turn four, he's just awful. So you're inducing players to just spew a lot of huge swinging games. And and I personally don't like that as much. I prefer games where you, you can really play magic and 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 think things through so that's my only concern but the format's sweet there's a lot of really interesting and, and cool things you can do one of the things that is evident from all of these people i've spoken to of all of the answers they gave me is the passion and love they hold for this game to a lot of us magic is more than just a casual pastime for the pro tour especially it's this gathering this this unification where we all come together competing 
playing a game we love or covering the game we love, peeding for the right to hoist the trophy like Tom Martell did. As we close out, I want to read a quote to you from one of the other top eight competitors, a gentleman named Eric Froelich, who unfortunately I didn't get to interview. The question was, what is magic to you? Why do you play? His answer is, my favorite game, my childhood, where I've met all my lifetime friends, and magic is a huge part of my life, my passion. And I think that really speaks to what I was saying, where these are people, I'm a person, you're a person who loves this game. The Pro Tour is an exciting time. We had three days of awesome action, three days highlighting the best players in the world, competing for a quarter million dollars in prizes. If you didn't get to watch it, I highly recommend you come check out the archives. They're linked here on DailyMTG.com. Or you can find them in our Twitch archive, twitch.tv slash magicprotour. If you have any questions, by all means, email us, dailymtgcast at wizards.com. And you can find me on Twitter, trickmtg. On behalf of my co-hosts, Tifa Mayan and Mike Robles, I am Trick Jarrett, signing off until I talk to you again in two weeks. 